0: Welcome to The Unpodcast. It's about you. This is your host, Caitlin DeBeer. I'm a life coach, speaker, psychology lecturer, and a mom of two littles. And I'm here to inspire you with self-management tips, secrets, interviews, and tricks around loving yourself, loving your life, yep, even the mums, and ultimately to motivate you to want to wake up every morning and live your beautiful life. Over to today's episode. Hi guys, um, yeah, really excited about today's episode. I think it's the first recording this week that I feel like I can actually breathe. Like I've had like people that have made me feel like I don't know, topics that make me stress. So this is like really cool because I feel like it can really just be a conversation and it will be lovely for mums to listen to. It's a question mums ask me all the time on my various platforms. Um, And yeah, I just feel privileged to speak to a mom that I'm sure many of you know all too well. And if you don't, you're going to get to know fast. So first of all, Sarah, welcome to the Unpodcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, so divine to finally have overlapped. I think, oh my goodness, we, (laughs) I mean, obviously we have met before, but I'm saying on here, we've scheduled this and rescheduled. Typical mom life. I know, both having two kids, sort of same stage of life. It is hectic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> cool. So to start off, do you want to just tell everyone just a bit about yourself?
1: So I'm Sarah. Like you said, and I run Mascara and Mimosas, which is um, a website and obviously social platforms as well. um I'm a mom to two little girls, um, and we, the four of us, all live in Johannesburg. Um, I work from home, which is. Just amazing to be able to be home with my youngest while she isn't at school yet um, and I'm just a very normal run-of-the-mill mum.
0: Okay, so you say you're very run-of-the-mill, I don't think you're very run-of-the-mill <laughs> but I hear <laughs> what you're saying in terms of like normal mum, mums get you because um, I don't know South African mums I suppose it's it's cool especially on your platform and I said it to you earlier I love that that what you put out there is very much like the, the life of, of a normal mom, except you've got, you know, thousands of people following that life. Um, which yeah. is really cool. Um, yeah.
1: We just live a very normal life. I have to clean up after my kids. I have to make dinner or well, Dan also obviously helps a lot. Mm. Um, and it's just day to day what we get up to really. And yeah, no is and graces. Um, yeah. And people seem to really enjoy that. And I enjoy sharing that with, them and making them feel like oh okay I'm not the only mom that has to wipe my toddler's poo bum kind mm, of thing mm. you know like everyone's struggling and, or everyone can have a bad day or it's okay to be normal like you can still be happy yeah. you know with this situation hash- <laughs> in both commas, normal life
0: mm, yeah I totally hear you I know you've done a few like posts well probably not a few it's just something that stuck with me is when you hang up washing and you're like oh my word these rainy days and where we live we have so much rain and I'm always like oh my <laughs> word are we all in the same flipping boat we also don't have a tumble dryer. or yeah. well, you might but we don't and oh it no, drives me it's the worst. I know like all over the garage and like we literally 100%. yeah so a tick-tick. Tell us about how you started this this space of um, of running this brand.
1: So it originally started as like a beauty skincare blog, and uh, I mean that's I still love it as what I what I studied, and it is still something that I absolutely adore. Um, and then it just sort of evolved with me and with my life. So at that stage, I was newly married, um, and then I'd say it started evolving. When we lost our first baby, I had a miscarriage and I sort of touched on that in a, in a post and so many people sort of resonated with that. And then we, when we were trying to fall pregnant again, I sort of wrote about that a little bit, but in a very lighthearted way. And again, it resonated with so many people. And I sort of realized that, I mean, this was a good four and a half, five years ago. So blogging wasn't as huge as it is now. And I just sort of realized that people want that um, personal aspect, they want to be able mm-hmm. to connect with a person and I am that person naturally. I like to connect with people. I like to help people. I like to talk to people. I like to form relationships. I have way too many friends, mm-hmm. um, but that's just who I am. Um, and so I just started mm-hmm. sort of documenting and speaking about, you know, what was happening in our life. And then I, f- as my life changed, so did the blog. So once we had Aria, um, I started writing about being a new mom and the challenges I, I faced and, um, diagnosed with postnatal depression and how it wasn't anything that I ever thought it was because I wasn't sad, but I had postnatal depression. And mm. so, yeah, so now it's just sort of snowballed into this platform where I share my life, the mom mm. part, the lifestyle part, the working mom part um, of me and connect to hundreds and thousands of moms um, all over the country and sometimes over the world. Um, and I just feel like my blog and my platforms have grown with me and my readers and my followers have grown with me as well. I feel like we all go through the same stages of life together, which is really nice. And it's really special to me as well that we all sort of connect with each other and we can all help each other out because 80% of the time we're all in the same space with our kids or you know life stages
0: yeah yeah I hear you I feel like even my own company obviously I'm doing something so different to what you're doing but Mm. it's it's exactly the same it's been such a like organic um change from working with I was working with eating disorders and and body image and that kind of stuff for years and I still do that um but then I became a mom and I found that like that people also wanted this stuff in the mummy stage of life, you know, or wanted tools or whatever it was. So I moved there and 100%. it's so cool to be able to share so, um, authentically, if I can throw in that word from like where you exactly, at right I was now, just gonna
1: say, yeah. um, it's just, it just feels so natural to share what I'm sharing because mm, it's what I'm going through.
0: Yeah, no, I hear you completely. And I think you, you do that so well. Um, yeah, you oh, you. so you've obviously mentioned that you've got two girls and, um, yeah tell us I mean so many people as I said earlier have asked me for this literally since I started this channel and I just have never done an episode on it I think um I had my kids really close together um it wasn't Mm. all smooth sailing although right now I'm like living the dream because they are like best friends and I'm in such an easy stage (laughs) of life but um I thought it would be cool to bring in someone different to speak on this topic rather than people just hearing from me again Um, Mm. so, yeah, so let's move into talking about the jump from one child to two children. Goodness. So, I mean, age old saying this jump is enormous. So let's, yeah, tell us about your experience. What was it like for you going from one to two?
1: So my goals are three years apart, almost, yeah, almost to the day. And, um, it's been hectic, but time-wise for me, the biggest juggle and the biggest change was time. Um, you know, with one child, I mean, mm-hmm. I thought I didn't have much time, but I actually did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and now with two, they're just like, Dan and I will go to bed in the evening, and we're like, where did the day go? Like, it's just been so hectic. Um, so I definitely feel like we've had to be uh, more intentional with how we spend our time, so we're not, like, wasting pockets of time. Um, and a, we've always been a very routine-based family, but now even more so to make sure that, you know everything um happens on time and we still get to spend quality time with each of the girls by themselves um so that's definitely been our biggest challenge is just finding time and making most of time mm-hmm. um yeah I, I would say that was definitely our biggest struggle other than that um it i don't want to say it's been easy but it's been it's been a smooth transition for us um but it's busy it's very busy yeah
0: yeah i hear you so how old are your kids right now?
1: So my's just turned one, and I is about to turn four. Okay, awesome.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's such an interesting one, because I think it is different for everyone. Um, so, I yeah, mean, what, is. what a lot of people ask me is, like, how do you make that decision? And what's cool, I think, is that so my gap yeah. is, is 18 months, almost exactly the same, like, to the day, you know, like, mm. exactly, and yours is three years. How did you make that decision? I think for different stages we almost need to like i don't know we all approach the decision so so differently
1: yeah yeah so to be honest we after we had area i was very happy to just have one child for like a full year and a half two years yeah. i was like nope we're just having the one we're so happy with just one and then i don't know i think we were at a friend's house and i saw area playing with and um, that like the smaller kids and i was just like she needs a sibling like It's just it's so special dan and i both have siblings and i was like you know what she needs a sibling she will benefit from a sibling and a sibling will benefit from her Mm -hmm. um and so that's when we decided that we would try for another one um i did like i was quite adamant about the fact that i didn't want anything less than a three-year age gap um and for us that was perfect that gap was perfect um You know, Aria could fully understand what was happening. She could understand that there was a baby in my tummy Mm. and then the baby would come and she would have a sister and what would that entail? I feel like we could prepare her mentally and emotionally better. Mm. And so when Maya was born, the transition was such smooth sailing for us. It was amazing. I'm still shocked to this day, like at how well Aria adapted. And I think a lot of that was due to the fact that, you know, we could speak to her and she could understand what was happening and she could help us when my my came home so she mm-hmm. could fetch this for me or helping change the nappy or whatever and it made her feel useful um and of course it was also easier because she was party trained and she was at school full-time so yeah mm-hmm. i was very adamant about a three-year age gap mm-hmm. um, and i'm glad that we did it that way
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's cool it's again it's just amazing always how and um, how different people's stories are and, and how it 100%. is to get to that decision, like to make that that decision. So um, you say, obviously, you've got a three-year age gap. And we, Sarah's also just turned four uh, last week. And um, mm. we've got a good couple friends who have also said, one, you know, they done after after their first. They were like, we're happy. Like, yeah. And now, suddenly, they're all starting to think about it. Um, not all, but we've seen a yeah, good yeah. few that, and this is four years mm. in. So... Um, you know, where we were on the opposite end, um, I fell pregnant when Sarah was eight months old, um, so, you yeah. know, completely different, and the decision making was completely different, but I suppose that is really just yes. knowing you, knowing your dynamic at home, knowing what you feel is right for you, and as always, there's never like a right time to do these things, it just, um, it feels right, and you mm, and you yeah. go with that. Um,
1: Absolutely, and what works for your family.
0: Yes, absolutely. So, and you don't always get yeah. that right. And yet once you've, once you're there, it, it feels right. Well, for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Talking about having two kids, what do you think or which stage for you has been the most difficult?
1: So they all have their good times and their bad times. Um, but I feel like this this stage now has been the most um busy, um, which in turn has its own challenges. You know, Maya's mobile, and like I said to you earlier, she climbs on everything. That Nothing is sacred in this house. She climbs on everything, and she's really busy, and Aria's really busy as well. So, in turn, Dan and I are always busy, you know, running after yeah. a child, making sure they don't try to kill themselves by jumping off the stairs. Um, so, yeah, I think this stage has definitely been, yeah, has taken the most from me. and mm-hmm. um, When Maya was a newborn it was easier there was a lot more time for me to rest um i wasn't running after her but yeah this stage of my being one and very very mobile and having a demanding toddler is definitely tough (laughs) yeah
0: yeah i hear you and again i mean it's so interesting how um different stages work for different people like you hear people that like love like the baby stage or love the toddler stage or um and then there's personality which is also a whole nother thing So, yeah, I mean, was Maya an easy baby or has she been an easy baby?
1: Yeah, both. I was um, very, very lucky. Both my girls are very easy babies. Maya was also a very easy baby. They both slept through, I think, I slept through from four months and Maya Mm. slept through from eight weeks. Oh, wow. So, we've been extremely lucky. but, but my definitely makes her needs um, known. So if she doesn't get something as she wants, she will throw a little frothy and yeah. collapse on the floor and cry, you know? Um, so, yeah, it, it's been difficult, especially working from home and having her at home still. It's definitely a challenge. Um, but I also enjoy the stage, you know, she can like really interact with you and her little personality is showing and she's just so sweet and Aria is so good with her, and they play together so beautifully. Mm. Um, so as much as the running around and carrying on that we do do, this stage is also just so wonderful. Mm.
0: Yeah, and I suppose each stage does have, yeah, the good and the bad. Um, exactly. I, it's so interesting. I found the same in terms of when you said, like, the newborn stage was okay. I also found, when I had Noah, that the newborn stage was was fine for at least a good, like, two to mm. three months maybe two months mm, um, mm. I found it fine granted Sarah wasn't sleeping at all not granted but that didn't help um, at yeah. that stage so, so Hendrik was live, sleeping with Sarah and I was sleeping with Noah every night different bedrooms we did this mm. for nine months I mean like not fun at all but we've had horrendous sleepers so very different but in saying that I had an easy yes. baby Noah I mean being he was an easy baby and that makes a huge mm. difference I think as Massive. a second because Sarah was a really hard baby and I can't imagine having bought in like a second child True. into the world and having had yeah a difficult baby but yeah then I found that the hardest stage for me was like from like sort of three four months Noah being three four months and okay. um, until about age one. I found that was, like, just impossible. I hate that stage of, like, having to, like, shake a rattle and, like, show them the flowers, but, like, oh, yeah. they can't do anything. I, that ho- That's hard. And then, obviously, Sarah had now turned, what was she, uh, probably about 20 months, 21 months. So, very yeah. busy stage. Um, and I, yeah. that, for me, hectic. oh, it was just exhausting. We went sleeping. I yeah. was nowhere. I also had postpartum depression at that point. Um, also different, like you said earlier, different to, I suppose, the, the conventional, although I'm not sure there is a conventional anymore, but, um, I fortunately could diagnose quickly because I'm in that, um, industry, I suppose. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and I eventually, yeah, like once Noah turned one, we found that, that having two kids, like everything changed after he was one. Whereas you saying Mm -hmm. this has been hectic with them both being busy. Um, we felt like as soon as he could walk, they now had a friend. So, um, now, like now she could actually entertain him, but whereas before she'd also obviously Mm. been a baby for us, the older one now suddenly like she was two and a half, he was one and they could go and do their thing. So interesting. Hey,
1: very, very,
0: yeah. And just helping people to, to reach, um, a decision around this. I think it's so cool to hear different opinions and different ways of doing things Mm. because what resonates for one person might not for another. Um, so yeah yeah 100% so yeah, you do seem like you have it all together I mean obviously you show that <laughs> you show the real on Instagram and 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 I so appreciate that I hope that I portray the same but tell us how you're making this sort of crazy of two work for you guys
1: I think like our biggest the thing that helps us the most um, and we're very lucky again is that we have a really good support system um Dan is an incredibly involved father and uh, you know he's home at four every day which is amazing and he has done the girls bath time since we brought Aria home that's been his thing he baths the girls and um, he puts Aria down with the bedtime story and I put Maya down so he is just so incredible um, and so involved which is you know a huge help um, and then my folks and my sister live literally around the corner for me as well so if i'm ever in like a really tight spot i've got someone to you know look after maya for an hour or two or you know there have been times when we've been going through like really bad sleep progression or maya's been sick and so no one's been sleeping and my mom will just say you know just come around bring maya and sleep mm-hmm. for an hour or two i mean i never end up sleeping but yeah. it's just nice to be able yeah. to go there and mm-hmm. unpack and just you know have someone else. Watches, so that's something that has just, you know, it it just makes all the difference, and we're very lucky to have that. Um, But I think the other thing that makes a massive difference in our life is that we have a routine, and it's a set routine. Um, Obviously, it's flexible, but we eat dinner and go to bed at the same time every night. That's just how it is, Um, and it it ensures that Dan and I have some downtime. So the girls. Are in bed and asleep by hopper six. And so from hopper six till whenever, Dan can play Xbox and I can watch TV or just do some work. And, you know, we'll come together at like hoppers eight, nine, and we can have some time together. And I think that's really important. Um, we can sort of recharge um, and s- to do it all again the next day. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, I really, I don't have it all together at all. I mean, my house is an absolute bomb site at the moment because, you know, kids love to leave everything everywhere, don't they? Indeed, indeed. Um. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so I definitely don't have it all together, but I feel like what does help us keep our sanity intact is that support structure and um, a routine. and on the topic of support structures, I just think that so many mums think that a support structure, and I've spoken about this before on my Instagram a few times, they just think that a support structure is family, and it's not. Um, When Aria was a baby, I didn't have my family here. Um, And your friends become your support structure. And Mm -hmm. don't rule out your friends that don't have babies, because those, to this day, like those girlfriends of mine that don't have babies are still my biggest support. Sure, maybe they can't, you know, commiserate with you about teething or whatever, but they'll take you out for a glass of wine mm. or, you know, they'll be there for you, or they'll come over and play with your kid for a little bit, or they'll just be there for you to listen to. And um, mm. so I feel like you need to build your own village sometimes and you need to sort of think outside the box in terms of a village. And um I mean even online, an online space. I've had so many women reach out to me about postnatal depression and it's been so amazing to connect with them and um, you know, that form a little part of their village and help mm. them and support them mm. um, and I've completely gone off topic here but yeah, no, I just thought that was a good thing to throw in
0: Not at all, that's not off topic I think that is, if that's what's like helping you cope with having more than one child or a child or whatever then then that's mm. so relevant and that, um, I think that can really help people, especially those that are making this decision about whether to have one or whether to have two or trying to cope with their two yeah. or their six um, you know, whatever that is Um <laughs> it's lovely to hear what works for one person and to to yeah. either be challenged by that or encouraged and be like do you know what i need to to use that more yeah. or um i need to rethink yeah. that or you know yeah um so yeah mm, it's really cool i think that's a really important <laughs> important topic and i'm the same also live down the road from my parents and i use my mum a yeah. huge amount um, mm. less, less now I think my kids are at really easy ages at the moment so I'm out of like yeah. the stage you're in like the baby, still baby kind yes. of stage, although you probably finally feel like she's not a baby now that she's one I know um, <laughs> but I still very much yeah feel like that's baby compared to this where they can just get on with life but um, that village yeah, is, yeah. is huge um, and that asking for help and prioritizing yeah. your marriage, such important things and prioritizing yourself really um, yeah, you know, exactly. That's how i And I
1: think that is important. Like, you know, I make time to go out with my girlfriends and do stuff without the kids and without Dan because I'm not just a wife and I'm not just a mom and I'm mm-hmm. not just a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's important for me to still feel like me, for my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, It's just so important. And Dan does the same, you know. He goes out um, with, you know, with his friends and it's, it's important to him. And it's fab for me as well if he goes out you know, for on like a Friday evening because then I've got the T V to myself for a change. <laughs> but um yeah. you know, it then in turn I get a like a really nice lazy evening at home because again our routine, the kids are in bed and asleep are opposite, Um mm. so it all just works really well for us.
0: Mm, yeah. That's awesome. And you need that. Mm. Oh my word, we need that. Yeah. We got that so yeah. wrong at the beginning and it took us a good year of Noah being alive to to rethink that whole thing about prioritizing us and we felt like the kids had just yeah. totally taken over everything we were nowhere we weren't sleeping it was just a big mess and we had to really rethink uh-huh. that and um I heard recently a um like a quote I think I read it in the Psychologies magazine and I'll probably do an episode on it at some point but they said it's really important to make sure that your hobbies are different to your career and um, yes. and I love that because in so many ways I think for many of us um either we don't have hobbies as mums um many mums that do my mum's course don't have hobbies or they've forgotten what that even means, mm. um, or mm. work becomes like your hobby. It's like, you know, especially yes. those that are stay-at-home moms that might've created a, a career out of something they do at home, but that's your only go-to and you kind of lose yourself in that. So um, yeah. I love what you said about going out and um, sort of just doing different things, you know, forcing yourself. I've just started yeah. gardening and it's like, so not my thing. Like, I mean, when I say so not my thing, like I'm not a detail person. I've got absolutely no clue <laughs> what to do in the garden, but it's so stunning i spend i can spend like four hours pulling out weeds um but it's so good because it's <laughs> so different to what i do on a daily basis and yeah um, yeah you know and it's i love rewarding. being outside and yeah so yeah that time for you so important that time for your your partner yeah. so important yeah um routine not for everyone but I, i'm the same Um sure as hell don't yeah. get hours in bed by six my goodness no <laughs> But half by seven, um, there's no one must be around. Um, and that's, yeah. yeah, that works for us. So I suppose figuring that out for you and what's important for you to give you that space. Yeah. Um, to get, 100%. Yeah. I mean, we
1: don't. I don't always get it right. Yeah, I feel like I'm constantly either failing at my marriage or failing my kids or failing myself. And mm-hmm. I suppose that's most people. But yeah. you know, I think the important thing is that we try and we're proactive about it.
0: Exactly. And you're trying to be intentional and you're catching it when it is not working. Yeah. yeah cool last question before we sort of end off are you guys done or are there more kids coming your way no we're
1: done we're done <laughs> are we're <you>? done <laughs> even area will say to you no we don't need another baby it's so, so funny. we're done um i wanted two girls and i was lucky enough to have two girls mm. this is the perfect dynamic for our family and if i'm 100 percent honest i don't think i have the mental capacity to deal with another child and mm. i don't think my marriage would, would handle another child very well if i'm very honest we we barely make time for ourselves now yeah. and i just think throwing another child into the loop would just be disastrous for us mm. personally mm. some people thrive off big families i just i don't think we are one of those couples yes um
0: yeah i hear you i
1: mean if it happens
0: yeah it happens
1: course, but course. um we, we aren't planning on having any
0: more no mm. and i love how you said that because i think um one of my best friends they pastor a church and then she also works full-time and she said to me once that um she thinks they're done with kids because they don't have capacity in their you know life and mm. their space for mm. more um and I love mm. that I love that word because it's not saying like I couldn't handle more you, you totally could um it just might not mm. not be wise for your situation you're very specific yes. whatever finances home lifestyle merit like whatever that yeah. dynamic is we don't have to justify it um you know you've got to Absolutely. figure out what's right for you and your fit so Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I feel like when I, you know, it was just earlier and I was saying, oh no, we're just having one, we're just having one. I had to justify to everybody. No. Oh no, why, why, why mm. you are so selfish? And I'm like, I don't have to justify how many kids I want to have no. to you. I want to have one kid. That's my business. But I want to have a hundred. That's my business. But I want to have none. That's my business too. Yeah. yeah. And I agree with you. We don't have to justify our why.
0: Yeah, completely. So yeah. Well, yay for now officially having a one-year-old. And from here, it just gets easier and easier. (laughs) So, well, (laughs) until they hit teens. Um, And then we'll 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 be doing an episode on that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, (laughs) I'm like praying for that stage already with our, yeah, our dynamic (laughs) at home. But, um, yeah, here's trusting we get it right now. And hopefully, hopefully we cruise through those stages. Yeah, say (laughs) thank you for your time. It's been so lovely chatting.
1: Mm, yeah. Anything you me. want to
0: say? Any final sort of message or anything you'd like to end off with?
1: Oh, put me on the spot a little bit. I just think that as moms, we're so hard on ourselves, and I feel like, especially in the the world that we live in now, with so much social media, and I I think it's so easy for us to compare ourselves to mm. other moms. But and it's not easy to do because I struggle with it myself. But we are the perfect parent for our children Mm. and um, you know, our children aren't watching our Instagram feeds and our children aren't, you know, following us on Facebook or whatever, and they just see us in the here and now. So just, yeah. And this is definitely something I battle with as well, but just to try to be present Mm -hmm. with our kids and, you know, everything else can wait, Mm -hmm. Um, which is difficult. It's difficult because it drives me crackers when I know like the house is such a mess and, you know, but Ari asked me to come play Barbie with her. So let's just sit down and play Barbie for a few minutes. And just yeah. now I can do the groceries just now, you know? And yeah. um,
0: so yeah. Mm, yeah. I love that. I think that's, yeah, that's something mm. that, that every single one of us needs to hear and we need to keep repeating it yeah. to ourselves every day. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful yeah. me. There's just so
1: many distractions these days. There's yeah. so many distractions. Mm. Um, that, yeah, sometimes we just need to like switch everything off and play mm. Barbie or just be, play yeah. Lego.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's all our kids yeah. really want, eh? Hey, is us, hundred <laughs> you
1: know, percent,
0: us our time. That's it. Hey. And I
1: see such a huge change in Arya's behavior. Like, I can immediately tell when we haven't been spending enough quality time yeah, with I'm her. The same. The yeah, I'm will start, and the whole mm-hmm. As soon as we start spending intentional quality time with her, um, everything changes.
0: Yeah, we're exactly the same. I see, like, her playing up especially when I'm rushing, when things are like rushed and like, yes. yeah, one thing to the next yes. for like three days or parties after each other and and suddenly we all a big mess like what was the point yeah Um,
1: yeah
0: mm, it's interesting here
1: very very very
0: so where can everyone find you online
1: um so my website is mascara and com, and then all my socials are linked on my page at the top so instagram and facebook um yeah so everything's linked on my actual web page
0: amazing thank you so much for your time again
1: Oh, it's a pleasure.
0: Thank you for having me. It was lovely chatting. Awesome, cool. This episode has ended, Um, but yeah, really special chatting to see. I think oh, so much of she said of what she said just resonated so much with me and with my message that um, that I hope that I give out into the world and that I'm trying so hard to get hard, to get right at home. Um, this hurry-free life, this being present. Um, prioritizing yourself as a mom and knowing the impact that that makes on your kids, prioritizing time with them, just, yeah, so, so many things that we're all trying to get right, but I think it's just little intentions every day. And for those that are still trying to make this decision about the jump from one to two, um, as Sarah said, you are the right mom for your kid or kids and, and you'll know what to do, my friend. Um, don't judge yourself. Don't Don't feel the need to justify anything go with what you feel is right for you, um, question if you feel it's fear-based, and, and try and just get to the core of, of what you think is right for your dynamic, your family, um, and, and yeah, here's backing you from outside lots of love everyone um as as always i'd love for you to go on and rate this episode or rate my podcast channel you can do that on apple on itunes um it's really quick you literally just give it a rating out of five stars and um you can write literally a one-liner this just helps for me to be shown to more other other more other hello um to other people and to to grow this channel a channel that i love and i hope that you love too love to everyone cheers guys